Yo, it's Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. Hey, it's DJ Damage. Make sure you're streaming us on all platforms, specifically iTunes, if you're you know, working out in the gym or on the weekend, if you want to just check us out on iHeart. But we're also at Google Play and Spotify. And make sure you're watching us on YouTube and leaving comments. I'm sure a lot of people are going to have a lot to say. Uh, Damage, what you been up to? Uh, you know, doing my thing with the Legendary Media Group. Shout out to everybody that was uh, on when you came on to be a surprise guest host. And I really appreciate you, Jason, for doing that. If people don't know, I'm helping uh, individuals that want to become podcasters, television personalities, radio personalities. I got a master class. Jason was a part of it this past weekend. Really appreciate you, Jason. And uh, yeah, that's what I've been working on. Yeah. Uh, were they surprised to see my shotgun made an appearance? Yes. Yes. A lot of people was like, you know what? At least Jason's Jason 24 hours of the day, for sure. They were like, what the hell is going on? <laughs> Jason is Jason. No, that was actually really fun. You know, I didn't really know what to expect, but I just feel like if I just give honest uh, feedback, people will appreciate it. But there are a lot of good, talented people there. So everybody that's there and learning, you know, you got to invest in your craft. You know, you got to learn this get this game in this industry and skills and some of us just learn it on the cuff and some of us go to college and master it and then other people just take courses and or research online and so to everybody that's uh getting their education they're learning all congratulations and to sit there and do a self-tape in front of you takes a lot so you know i commend everybody that's in our group already because i will be scared to play something in front of you so i'm just like gee Nah, no, they good. They didn't have to be. They were, you know, a couple of people were nervous, but it was good. I mean, I, I love the fact that you know, first of all, doing what we do takes courage. You know, yeah. uh, that's how that's how my shotgun made the uh, the cameo because you know I got courage, but I also got bullets. You know what I mean? You know the funny funniest thing happened yesterday. We're here at the house, right? And so we're preparing for you know this new show that I'm going to talk about in a minute, and the alarm sounds off it says front door because it tells me what's opening in my house it says front door now mind you everybody that was in my house was in the room so i was mm -hmm. like who's coming in the front door and i couldn't get to my camera fast enough so i took a beeline for my room to go get my gun but the door was locked <laughs> so uh thankfully it was somebody that i knew and i was able to get in my room and get my gun i try to keep yeah, it on me when i'm at the house yeah i don't hope anybody's trying to like run up on you jason i, I don't wish that on yourself you know like yeah. don't no, never that. Not wishing anything, but I'm a, I'm a always be ready. You know, like like Mom Mabley, I'm going to be ready. You got to stay ready so you have to get ready. I hear that. Exactly. Well, shit, this past weekend I hosted, uh, you know, I went to um, St. Thomas for my birthday with a group of people. I hosted those people here in L.A., the L.A. group here at my house on Sunday. We had a brunch before I did your class, um, and we all just came and, you know, uh, cooked a whole bunch of food. I didn't know that you couldn't put champagne in the freezer. Oh, uh, so I had, oh, I had two bottles of Vuv in the freezer. They exploded. So I had to go buy two more bottles of Vuv. So I spent so much money on champagne and I don't even drink and I don't even really eat, but it was good to sit around and watch all the food that I couldn't have. I'm mm -hmm. um, still on this diet. For those of you that are watching have been tuned in or that are tuning in to get updates on my uh, fitness, I'm 55 pounds down Damn. and counting. And it's just, now it's just dropping off fast. I'm kind of scared, you know? So what's the threshold? Where are you stopping at? Like, what's too much? How do you feel like you went too far? Well, the thing about it is with the surgery damage, you don't get to decide. Your body does. <laughs> <laughs> so your body's going to tell you when it's enough. My body will stop when it's where it's supposed to. You know, I've always been heavier. You know, even when I was thinner, I was 180, 190 pounds uh, when I was a teenager. So I, I don't know where it will stop. But I know, like, I'm also factoring in, like, what I can do when I get to a comfortable place of where I want to stay. Because mm -hmm. I like having a decent frame and then just, I want to build on that, you know? Okay. 
but I my doctor called me yesterday. She did all my blood work, um, and she has a lot of great news that I, I do want to bring her on the show at some point and talk about because there's a lot of people out there, those of you that are struggling with your weight and trying to find ways of getting healthier, especially in the recent passing of Chadwick Boseman, um, that you know people are really talking about their their health now, you know, and making sure they're doing the proper screening and stuff like that. It was the screening that got me to where I am now. And so that doctor just did another, she did another panel bump blood work and she called me yesterday with a big update. So I'm going to have her come on the show and uh, she hasn't even told me all the details, but I'll have her tell the audience and me, at, excuse me, at the same time. No, that's what's up. Especially right now during quarantine, a lot of people packing on panels that they don't want either way. So it's going to help everybody. Yeah, for sure. All right. So um, we had Tiri Jose on the show last. Did. Mm -hmm. uh, what did you think of the interview? I thought the interview took a, a surprising turn, for sure. Um, I knew she was going to discuss things that happened with Vado. I was interested to see what happened outside of what was edited, you know, because, you know, I've been on Love & Hip Hop with you. I've been a part of TV for a long time. So I know there's more to the story. And because from what we seen was her throwing apples and then him going crazy. And a lot of people felt like she wasn't held accountable for what she did. But per her conversation, she's saying that, so much more happened in between stuff that wasn't filmed. Um, even Dr. Ish that was on the show said, you know, there was more that went to the story. So it was good to get the full perspective sitting down with her. But it definitely took an interesting turn. Yeah. And and I want to say that, um, you know, I think Tahiri's beautiful. Uh, I've always wanted to interview her um, just because of, you know, like we see with things happening in social media with a lot of the young girls who are out here now doing their thing. And then the, you know, the, the young ladies from that her era and Melissa's era who kind of started the whole video vixen uh, movement. I always was intrigued with that, especially with Melissa coming and being a part of the show where she's talked about her own issues with people's perceptions of her and who she really was at the time. Yeah. Then when the bottle thing happened, like, it was something that was trending all over social media. So, you know, of course I wanted to have a trending interview. And so I reached out to Tahiri to be a part of the interview. Now I will say when I reached out to Tahiri and we had exchanged numbers and all that, and I had confirmed that she was coming on the show, she did want to talk to me before the show. And sometimes people do that because they want to tell me what they don't want me to ask. Yeah, uh, I didn't take I told her I don't do pre interview calls with anybody because I like the conversations to be organic. I didn't do research on Tahiri. There were notes provided of, you know, what happened on marriage boot camp and what happened on love and hip hop and so mm -hmm. forth. And but I don't I don't I don't go into I don't have a research department where I go in and look at every single detail of every single thing related to the person, because I like to really discover the individual, at least for the first interview, but for myself. Yeah. Uh, Tahiri never been, been on the show. And so um, I didn't have that call with her. And as you know, she came on the show since then. And since that unexpected turn, I do want to take a minute to address a couple things because, you know, there's a lot of perceptions out there about me and how I do what I do. And he's sneaky. Mm -hmm. He's this, he's that. And I have to tell people when you come on this show, no matter who you are, we literally give you an authentic opportunity to express your story and and, and present who you are. I, it's not my job to paint the picture for who you are. If I feel passionately about something that you've done, I will call you on it, but I will still give you the opportunity to tell your part. So we'll damage. That's just what, that's just the heart of Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored, right? When she came on the show, I was thinking of Tahiri from Love and Hip Hop this past season. I didn't go into old seasons. 
I saw that she was there and had scenes with Joe Budden. I know that Joe's recently been separated from Sin, his the mother of his last child. Um, and I started the interview, Damage, you, you remember, saying, do you think you and Joe would get back together? Yeah. Because I was thinking they they look cute on camera. I didn't even know all their history, believe it or not, because now, I, I'm aware you didn't know. I didn't know. Because, now, I knew. So when you asked the question, I was like, "Woo!" Wait, did you know? I did know. So I wait, mean, you knew their relationship history? I did know their relationship history, for sure. I, I didn't. I know you didn't know. That's why when you asked that question and her response was like that, you were kind of like looking like, what? Because I don't subscribe to the details of every single celebrity's lives. I, unlike, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I mean, people don't believe that, but I really don't. And I want to start everything I'm going to say with, I have an extreme amount, have, H-A-V-E, an extreme amount of respect for Joe Budden, the businessman, Joe Budden, the talking head. I don't know Joe Budden's rap career. I know people have said he's one of the best lyricists. Uh, I know he doesn't rap anymore. Uh, I've heard, uh, you know, I know he's from Love and Hip Hop, and I know he's had his issues on the show, but I don't watch Love and Hip Hop like that. Unless I'm on the screen, I'm not that invested. Mm -hmm. Um, But I will say I was not aware of the relationship history with Tahiri or any other person like I am now. Of course, now I've had to go back and do my research because I've had so many phone calls and messages and it's been the interview went viral. And then Joe has responded, which I'm going to respond to that in a minute. But I wanted to preface everything by saying to the audience and to Joe, I respect Joe Budden, the businessman, and I respect Joe Budden, the talking head. And if you've watched this show from day one, you have heard me say, one of my goals is to do a show with Charlemagne and Joe Budden. Yeah. If the three of us can do it, whether it's the three kings, whether whatever it was, because I feel like Charlemagne's kind of Charlemagne started this shit in terms of being a fearless radio personality, in my opinion, from what I've looked at. I mean, we can go back yeah. and say there's other people, but but Charlemagne and then Joe Budden. When I came in the game, I just said I'm gonna be like me. But of course, I have respect for Charlemagne because he and I had tried to do a show before. And I looked at him as like, you know, he's fearless. And then I look at Joe like, damn, he's reckless, don't give a fuck. These are two people that I idolize in terms of what they do. Mm -hmm. That said, uh, I was a little disturbed this afternoon when you told me about the Joe Budden podcast and that I was mentioned. And I did listen to it while I got a haircut this afternoon. And and so I do want to respond to that. First, as you know, after the Tahiri interview, once she started talking about abusive relationship and I was picking up that she was talking about Joe. Yeah, because at first when she was talking, I knew she was alluding to that, but she never said his name. And then after a while, it started coming out. So for me, you double down was like, when when she kept saying it, you know, I got the feeling that she wanted to talk about it. So my job, Joe. It's to ask questions. That's what you do. That's what I do. That's what Charlemagne does. We ask questions. Hold on. So I asked her, are you talking about Joe? She could have said no. We could have kept rolling. She said she said what she said. And then she went into describing in detail what happened. I could have probed the shit out of her with specifics. Did you ever go to the emergency room? Did he ever fracture any bones? Did he ever did he ever spit on you? Did he, how did he make up? Why did you stay? I didn't do all of that. You know why? Because in my mind, when she was telling her story and this was her opportunity to tell her story, I had to give her the platform to tell her story. 
it was not my job, especially in the heart of protecting black women movement, to start bashing and dissecting her story in defense of Joe, who I idolize on the radio. That's not my job. Okay. But, me, but hold on, because I'm not even here to, I'm not even going to get into a discussion about what I did. I'm going to just say very clearly to Joe and to the audience what I feel about what's been said, and we're going to move on because, you know, I don't do the whole back and forth ping pong shit with people who got an issue with something that I do. You say something, I address it, I move on. I'm not going to live in it. I am not invested in Joe Budden, the alleged abuser, and Tahiri, the alleged abuse victim. I'm not invested in that. I'm not even invested in that interview anymore. I just have to respond to it because people are talking about it online. But the but the thing that 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 I guess I'm taking an issue with is that Joe went on his podcast and has spent a lot of time bashing Tahiri and whatever he believes she's lying about, which I don't know if she's telling the truth or not. It's not my job to know if she's telling the truth or not. Just like it's not my job to tell the truth about Joe. Or I mean, t uh, my job to know if Joe's telling the truth or not. But Joe being offended that the story came out on his birthday. Nigga, I didn't know it was your birthday. I don't have your birthday in my phone. We are not friends like that. And the fact that he mentioned that him and I sat down to talk, we did. I went to meet with him to build a relationship because, again, I wanted to do something with him and Charlemagne. He told me the show would be too expensive or whatever, didn't want to do it. Okay, fine. He gave me some advice that I thought was great advice, and he was very encouraging to me, and I appreciated that. And I walked away having his number, following each other on Instagram, to wake up today to being told, lose my number, and he didn't follow me on Instagram. Joe, I'm not sucking your dick. I don't owe you anything. I don't owe you a phone call or an explanation for everything that I do. I don't do my show thinking about all the phone calls I have to make to explain to everybody what's happening. If you thought that we were besties to the extent that what I did was foul, I think Rory said it was foul, that I didn't give you the heads up. Well, um, well I don't mean to cut you off. We did talk and you did say- Hold on, hold on, fuck all that. Yeah, I said I was gonna call him, but I changed my mind. I have the right to reserve to change my mind. Because when I'm in the midst of talking to a woman who's saying that she got beaten the way that she did, I got off the call with the intent to call Joe. And then I started doing my own research and saw the pattern with different women, songs about losing a baby with a woman who said that he's the reason why she lost the baby. That's Esther Baxter. Looking at different things online that made me extremely uncomfortable. And I'm in a place in my life right now where all the energy at this house in my life has to be positive. I'm not going to get on the call and negotiate with somebody whether or not I edit out what somebody said, don't drop it, when to drop it, how to drop it. I don't do that. Nobody's giving me that respect. That's just the world that we live in. When people do interviews or go out and write stories damaged about me that are, that are negative, I don't call them and say, why you didn't give me a heads up? Why would you do this? Why would you do that? You know what I do? I decide how, tactically how I'm going to respond to it. How am I going to deal with it? How am I going to navigate through it? And I feel like, you know, when I thought about giving him the heads up, it was because of the wrong reason. It was because that, you know, I, I respected him as a journalist. I had to take that out when I look at I'm dealing with a woman who's saying that she was abused. Now, a lot of the people don't believe her. A lot of people have been attacking her and the comments aren't in her favor. That's none of my business either. That's none of my business either. But I think to say that you know you know he he insinuated that iheart put us up to the interview that iheart you know somehow the timing because of his fallout with spotify that iheart uh put us up to this 
I don't, I don't, nigga, I don't report to iHeart. I have a partnership with iHeart. I don't work for iHeart. Charlemagne works for iHeart. I don't work for iHeart. I have a partnership with them and I do what I want to do. I produce what I want to say. I do anything that I talk about, I do it because I want to do it. I don't do it because nobody else told me. And I just kind of felt like, you know, it's unfortunate because I did have a lot of respect for Joe where I've lost it now is how fragile he was in dealing with the fallout from a woman that he allegedly abused or that lied on him about abusing her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm not going to own and live in that shit. Now the fans are saying, oh, Joe's coming for you. Let me be clear. I don't feel like Joe came for me. I don't feel like he came for you either. I feel like it's a, I feel like that's still a natural reaction to say, I wish somebody would have gave me the heads up. Um, I listened to it. I didn't feel like it was an attack. But at the end of the day, you know, you have the right to feel how you want to feel. Well, you weren't on the end of it. So, you you, you know what I mean? You weren't on the end of that. Like I said, you have the right to feel like how yeah. you want to feel. Well, I'm not, but, but that's the thing. I'm not asking for a license to feel how I feel. You know what I mean? Like, that's the most important thing. What people have to understand when it comes to Jason Lee, I don't give a fuck. And I will say to Joe and any other celebrity out there who thinks that we are friends to the extent that I have to call you and suck your dick and tell you what the fuck is happening over here, lose my number. Lose it. Lose it right now. Because I do this show for the audience. That's what I do the show for. I do this show with Damage and whoever our third co-host will be, but I do it for our audience. Our audience wants to know, what is the tea? What's happening? And as much as I can give it and serve it up, I will. Now, I can go all deep into what I found out since then. I can create a problematic series and bring back shit from 15 and 20 years ago if they really want me to. But you know what? I'm not going to even do that because of the respect I have for Joe Budden. I think, again, he's a brilliant talking head. He's a brilliant businessman. And Joe, if you feel that I owed you anything, I apologize that you felt that way. But we don't owe each other anything. Just like you didn't owe me the heads up that you were going to unfollow me and tell me to lose your number, which I thought was pretty childish. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, I thought it was a great interview. I thought she told her story. And I think that any woman out there, regardless of what the optics are going to look like when you tell your story, you should have the courage to stand up against any man. I have been honest on this show, Damage, even before you got here, about my shit with Hazel E when I threw the drink. That's the only time that I have lost control with a woman in my adult life and done something that crazy. But I'm going to tell you what I did. Instead of trying to defend it or talk about it or throw her under the bus or beat her down about it, I took full responsibility and I grew from it. I apologize. We, me and Hazel just talked this past weekend and I have grown as a human being from that. And I've dealt with my shit. And I feel like Charlemagne has dealt with his shit. I'm dealing with my shit. And maybe Joe needs to deal with his shit. But to throw anybody under the bus and start pointing all these fingers. I heart did it. Tahiri did it. Jason did it. Nigga, what did you do? Don't call me about it and tell me, but call a therapist. Go, get the work. There is becoming a concern of predatorial association and the lack of respect for women. We just now are living in a time where the hashtag will really cancel your whole bag. But see, narcissism won't let you see that. And I'm not even really offended uh, you know, I'm just more like, wow, like it's really that serious. I didn't know it was your birthday, nigga. Happy birthday. I didn't know that it was going to cause this type of fallout. And if you've paid attention, Joe, nigga, you know that I've said many times that I look up to you for what you do. I have looked up to Charlemagne for what he does. And I wanted us to work together. 
Now, of course, it makes sense why we could never, because we could never have these kind of conversations without niggas throwing up their hands and getting upset. And I, it is what it is. I can tell you, I give you all my word. Somebody come for me or post something on their platform like they have many times. You are not going to see me out here going after them or saying anything foul about them. Because for what? Or, or conspiracy theories. I don't care. Let's move on. Yeah, I hear that. But I do also... Um... I think both of y'all are powerful entities in this game of podcasting and ownership. I love what both of y'all stand for. And I would like to see down the line that this kind of just gets dissolved because it's honestly just petty. And I do feel like we all need to work together. We are all black men. We're all working in this industry. And I just think we're better together than divided. And, you know, we did the interview. He reacted the way he reacted. You're reacting the way you reacted. Nobody's wrong. Um, both of y'all are entitled to feel how we all want to feel, but I do want us to overall overcome all this shit and work together because I feel like there's a bigger, there's a bigger thing at play when we talk about ownership. You talk about this a lot, our position in the media industry. And I feel like you and him and Charlemagne and so many others were making these long strides. And I just want to hope that little situations like this don't divide us. So that's all I want to say. Yeah, yeah, you know, me and Joe, one of the things we talked about when we met was ownership. You know, we talked about all the rotating chairs and hosts on this show. We were talking, you know, I mean, he gave me some good advice. But the thing about it is, I don't think it's Joe, the the, the microphone guy that's responding. That's Joe, the artist who's, who's scarred from a history of women saying that he was abusive to them. And Joe, the artist or the celebrity who's dealing with the fallout of a woman who may be scorned or whatever his his thought or conspiracy is. Joe, the radio guy, wouldn't give a fuck about me because he knows I'm doing what the fuck he does. How many times have you dropped a story on somebody's birthday? I don't pull up the birthday calendar to decide when I'm going to drop a story. I don't I don't I don't care if you remember on this show I talked about. I've talked about all types of crazy shit and I've yeah. had fallout with all types of celebrities because I drop it in a way that they don't like. But the thing that makes Joe Budden so powerful to me, because he is one of the greatest at podcasting to me, yeah. uh, my cousin Anthony loves the Joe Budden, Joe Budden podcast. And I mean, you know, I've listened to it and I look at what they've been able to build in terms of chemistry. And I'm in awe because that shit is not easy to do. And right. to have somebody with a personality like Joe, who is so commanding when he's on that microphone it's not easy to even share the space with him so rory rory and mal mal or mal whatever his name is they've done they've done a great job as a team and i and i love their show and guess what i will still even listen to their show because i can separate the show from the nigga who had something to say but to joe you know if i'm not sucking your dick and we're not making no money together uh and we ain't we ain't we ain't we ain't rolling like that you know, you can't come out and, and paint this broad veil of loyalty that you believe I owe you. And that's the thing, Damage, that you don't see on the other side of what we do, right? Mm -hmm. Hollywood Unlocked, we are constantly asked, why did you write this? Why did you post that? Nigga, because you did it. Nigga, because they said it. Because it's in the fucking news. That's what I do. That's why it's very hard to be friends with somebody like me because you got to understand I'm going to be his friend and he's going to be loyal and cool and all that. But when it comes to his job, he's going to do it. Have I given people heads up like Chloe? Yes. Because if I'm going to go and put out that, you know, a person cheated with somebody uh, that didn't, I got to get confirmation or else I can get sued. This was an interview of somebody telling their story, not me spilling the tea. So in, in respect of what his perspective was on it, if I found out something on Joe that was going to be a problem 
that I was going to break, then I may give him the heads up by saying, Joe, this just came up and I got to put it out. But am I going to do that for every interview? Nah, it's called discretion. I didn't use it. And if he doesn't fuck with us anymore because that, that's fine. Um, and then just the last thing. People have said in the comments, you think that Charlemagne or iHeart, I didn't even know Charlemagne and Joe Budden had fell out a week or two ago. I wasn't aware because I'm not dialed into what all these niggas are doing. But uh, you, they believe that I'm doing dirty work for Charlemagne and iHeart. iHeart has not given me enough money to be able to tell me who the fuck to go and destroy. When iHeart comes and brings up the Brinks truck and me and Damage are laying in that motherfucker like Richie Rich swimming in dollars, then I'm going to come here and give you the heads up that I'm getting ready to go and kill a bunch of careers. But that's not the, that's not the case. So I'm sorry that motherfuckers try to use me as a scapegoat. But keep that shit over there. I don't want to have a war with Joe Budden and the Joe Budden podcast. I don't want to have a war with those people. You keep my name out of your mouths. I'm going to keep your name out of mine. You know, I, you unfollow me. I now unfollowed you like some like some girls. And now we are out of each other's life. Do you. I'm doing me. And to Tahiri, keep telling your motherfucking story. Esther Baxter, keep telling your motherfucking story. And any other woman who's been abused or allegedly abused by any other man, tell your motherfucking story because that protect hashtag protect black women thing has to be real or it's all bullshit. And, you know, if people want to victim shame or attack the women's credibility like they've been doing, which is the reason why most women probably don't even tell anyway, keep doing whatever you do because I'm not living in all that. I'm simply here reporting stories and giving people the ability to do their interviews and I'm moving on with my business like I'm about to move on right now. Um, all right, so uh, yeah, I'm good. Everything good? We clear? Um, if you feel good, if you feel good, we good. <laughs> I feel, we good. I feel- I'm not on the other end of it, and you have the right to feel how you feel. Joe reacted in the way he reacted. One thing I do know, because I do follow the Joe Buttons podcast, you know, sometimes Joe is emotional about something, and he revisited, he looks at it, and maybe he changed his mind or whatever. But that is between y'all two, and you said no. There, there's no reason to call me. I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't go in reverse. I'm not going back to that. I don't. I don't want no. I don't want no fragile relationship where I have to wonder if I'm going to make you mad on Tuesday if you're going to follow me on Wednesday. I I didn't get in this relationship. I don't even know if I had a relationship with Joe Budden like that. I I didn't reach out to Joe because I wanted to be where I am right now. I reached out to him because I respect him. I and and I'm. It may be very clear with everything I said. Because I'm animated. That doesn't mean I'm angry. I'm not angry with Joe. I don't hate Joe. I'm just Italian and I'm animated. I will always respect Joe Budden for what he does on the radio because he is one of the best. He will go down as one of one of the best. And I love that he owns his platform like I do. And I love that he's fighting for what he believes he deserves for him and his team. And he has the most beautiful son. And um, I want him to be happy. I wanted him and Sin to get back together. I wanted him and Tahiri to get back together. I didn't even know all of this was coming, as you know. But it came, and we are where it is. But this is probably where it should be, and this is where we'll stay. All right, and I'm glad that you ended it with love at the end of the day. Yeah, listen, I started it with love. Yeah, it it got a little choppy in between, and then (laughs) and then I ended it with love. Okay, because both of y'all y'all making strides in the podcast, the media ownership game. So like you know, let's always end with love. Okay, so what's happening in the world, Damage? Let's get to some real shit now while we Let's do the show. about it. Masika, she believes her kidnapping stunt served a good purpose. Now, I don't know if a lot of people seen this. She put up a video on IG telling people she was kidnapped in the warehouse. 
and they click the link in her bio to her OnlyFans so they can, uh, I guess, donate money to the kidnappers. This was all she said to no 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 not to donate money to the kidnappers well the ki i say kidnappers well, she, she, she was, was saying she was saying foundation. yeah she was saying send them money and then they would let her go and them and that she was doing it to raise money for the rose organization yeah so the rose organization as you know they said no we never said that and masika put up a lot of posts kind of proving them wrong i guess you would say and you know they were going back and forth but at the end of the day she feels like it served a huge purpose she brought a lot of awareness to human and sex trafficking and she's basically doubling down on um, the, the stance she took. She was also removed from the upcoming film, Double Cross, and she was fired from that. And, you know, that was the set she was on when she made that video. So that's just her final stance on it. She's saying, you know, she served the purpose, you know, got rocky, but she's down with it. Masika, I love you to death. You know this. I never made fun of you when Zell talked about your feet on Love and Hip Hop. I've always, you know, supported you. You know that. You have my number. I did ignore your last text because you, you, you tried to call me like Joe Budden is, talking about what am I posting, and I don't work for you. This was dumb. It was tacky. It was tasteless. It was reckless. It was irresponsible. Own that shit and move the fuck on. You look foolish. Uh, you look foolish for it because you're smarter than that. You know, Masika prides herself, but she's been here on this show. She's She can read you down, read, read, read. Sometimes you need to shut the fuck up and humble yourself and own your shit and move on because once she owns it, all the power will be taken out of the topic. As soon as she owns it and says, this was dumb, I shouldn't have done it. I know why I had good intentions, which yeah. I, I do believe Masika had good intentions. And that's what she got to walk away with. She had good intentions. Now, I feel like the delivery was wrong. She can't say the organization signed off on that. They probably signed off on all the support, whatever you can do to raise money. I'm sure they were like, go ahead, please. But I really, I highly doubt that they seen that video before it went out. Well, no, the, but the crazy part is the owner, the owner of the organization's already sounded off and they've already gone live to resolve it. So the fact that we're bringing it back up by doubling down is crazy because now you're keeping it in the media. In fact, next week we have Vivica Fox, Lisa Ray, Selena Johnson, and uh, Claudia Jordan on the show. And we actually talked about this topic and they, they did not hold back on what they thought about it. So if you, you need to go watch that show because it's going down. But no, I mean, look, Masika's smart. Um, I saw her TMZ video where she had something wrapped around her finger. I talked to Hazel E this week. The two of them got into a big fight on the set of a zoo show uh, yeah. that they're doing with Ray J called The Conversation. Apparently it went down. They ended up in the hospital. Uh, the, uh, Masika allegedly uh, ended up in the hospital. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know what to make of it. I, I feel like, you know, I had the conversation I had with Vivica and them was that in reality television, which I think is reshaping our world, uh, you know, they give people of color crumbs and make you fight for camera time, literally fight for mm -hmm. camera time. So they train you on how to get your money because you don't get paid unless you're in an episode and you don't get an episode unless you're bringing drama. That's how reality shows are made. And so, you know, I think that, you know, with her and Hazel, you know, Hazel's had a baby. She's gotten she has a husband or a fiance. She's you know, she's seemingly grown past some of her indiscretions with, you know, dark skinned people and gays that she had gotten bashed for. And she seems like she's in a happy place and she's back on TV and she's a hustler. But y'all fighting now over over I'm over what? Big Wolf mothers. I'm just tired. I'm tired of it. And I'm not saying whatever they fought about wasn't legitimate. I don't know what the hell he was fighting about. But I just feel like at this point we need to see we need to see something better than that on these screens, man. Like two grown women that are mothers, they don't need to be fighting for nobody. Like it's no point. But I'm sure you know whatever the situation was, we don't know the situation yet. I'm sure it's going to come out. I know, 
I know I'm just not going to spoil it. So you're going to have to watch their show on Zeus and you can have your popcorn ready. I know it one-sidedly. And Masika, you've been invited on the show. You know, you're more than welcome to come. She didn't come back the last time because she wanted me to pay for her hair and makeup. I don't pay for hair and makeup. Ask Lil Mama. Last time she asked for hair and makeup, I interviewed a fucking chair for 45 minutes with her picture on it. I don't. I don't pay for hair and makeup. I'm not here to pay for you to tell your story. You out here painted up in makeup in a thong getting beat up by hijackers for a fucking OnlyFans donation to give to abuse trafficked women. Does that sound, that sounds crazy. That sounds crazy. And you know, Masika is a very dedicated, loving mother. I will say, you know, one of the, well, I'll say some of the tea that I heard is that Masika had a lot to say about Hazel's new baby. Masika mm. also Masika knows how I feel about when Brandy from Love and Hip Hop said what she said about my uh, uh I don't know what Monique said about Brandy B's baby uh, Brandy B's baby from Love and Hip Hop. That's why me and Monique fell out because I don't I think kids should be off limits. Yeah, yeah I don't. So Masika, you, Masika, you, you got a lot of hate in your blood to be talking about a child. Like. Masika, I don't know what you did, but you know you're more than welcome to come here on the show and talk about it. You know I love you. Uh, I love you through here. You know what I mean. Uh, and I, I, you're more than welcome to come on the show. Wait, damage. Can I take a minute? I forgot something. I I launched a new show called Gagging with Jason Lee. It's a new hey. YouTube uh, talk show. Um, I told the story there on my show that uh, I had uh, gotten a talk show deal. I was going to do a daytime syndicated talk show with an audience and all that. It was a big, huge deal. I was so excited. I didn't say anything because of this very reason. Uh, COVID-19 happened and then it, it fucked up talk shows because you can't have a studio audience right now. And, and TV is very interesting because advertising and stuff. So it put those plans on hold. And so what I did was I, as a creator, went and created my own show, built my own set with my friend Sean, aka Super Nerd on Instagram. Uh, created my own show called Gagging with Jason Lee. Those of you that saw me on The Breakfast Club, you saw the video of the person who had train shamed me when I was in D.C. Uh, <laughs> I turned it into I turned it into a bag. I took a lemon and turned it into lemonade. Uh, and I, last night we were sipping while we were gagging. And so I'm going to just show you a little bit of that show. But I want to first say that the difference between that show and this show, because a lot of you were saying, Damage, run for the hills. He's doing something by himself. He's going to get rid of you. Damage is my ride or die. We ain't going nowhere. Oh, yeah. They were like, oh, he's doing his own show. Damage, Melissa's gone. Now Damage is on his way. I'm like, y'all are so crazy. Damage is my boy. We talk every day. No, um, that show is a show where you all get to come in and talk to me about the topics that we're talking about. This is a show where Damage and I and whoever our third co-host will be are talking to you about what we think. But I want to show you a really quick clip of uh, some folks that came online via video chat and what they had to say. Take a look. I'm Ty, I'm with the West Coast Bells. And I basically want to tell you, Jason, first of all, you look amazing. Thank you. You look amazing. You know, you are an inspiration, not just in, you know, the job that you do and in the words that you speak and the truth that you live, but just everything you can see you I can see you evolving as a person and as a human being. And I think you are simply amazing. Nobody's perfect. And you clearly recognize that. And you clearly are doing the work to make yourself better every day. Love to see it. Love the growth. See, now I want to know you in real life. Now, that was wholesome. They had a lot of compliments and they were very complimentary. But then there are also callers that can call in because we have a phone line, 1402 gagging, where they actually call in. And uh, they say a lot more reckless shit like this. Take a look. Like, dude, you rub his ass and he moan a little more. That's what he want. It's their fault. They blind to it. Wait, did we, when you... Wait, 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 wait
I love you right now. Don't go nowhere. When you was with your man, he did he want you to rub his ass? Did he ever ask you to fuck him with a strap on? After after the fact of us going to the sex store to pick up videos, left my mom watching the kids, went to the um sex store, picked up little videos instead of I'm looking at the little dildo. He picked out the dildo. He picked out the he did all that. He got my stuff that I'm bed. He asked me what he did the business and it was all his bed. Big eight months ago. How big and was I'm it? How my big, how big, how big I, was, I was young. Wait, I ain't gonna lie. Wait, 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 wait. How big, how big was the dildo? How big was the dildo? Bigger than I take in my, in my own monkey. And I'm a woman. And like at the end of the day, they got to read they men. It's a lot of this, I could look at niggas on, t- on TV and could see that he don't want her. He want him. You know, I, I do. So, feel, I do feel like if, if, you, if, if ladies, if you are with a man and you rub his ass and his leg twitch, what you say twitch? They better pay attention to the signs. It's more than that. It's more than that, baby. Listen, it's your show. People call in whatever you want every Tuesday night, seven p.m. Pacific Standard Time, ten p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm sure damage will make an appearance at some point, uh, but it's definitely a reckless show. If you go watch it, you thought this show was reckless. That show is, it has no, it has no handlebars. It's out of control. And congratulations on putting that together. Cause I get to see the behind the scenes and how much work went into it. And I feel like a lot, you should show that more too, man. Show more behind the scenes. A lot of people will be inspired. There's a lot of, Young people, as you see in the legendary media group, that's trying to do what we do. Yeah, well, actually, it's funny that you said that because we actually filmed behind the scenes of our first show last night and we filmed behind the scenes of the production getting up to it. You know, we learned a lot. There were some errors, minor errors, but, you know, shout out to the team that did a great job. There was a lot. When I say a lot of work went into this, a lot of lessons, you know, uh, and again, remember, people. Those of you that are taking damage as class and those of you that are out there wanting to get into the game and do what we are doing, like I started not knowing anything. I did not know anything about podcasting. I've upgraded mics. I've upgraded graphics. This show is going to have it's right now. We're going through a whole upgrade of this show. And so I just want people to know, like, don't look at what we're doing as being too hard for you to do it. Build it. And if you build something dope, your audience will grow with you. And then, you know, in five years, four years, you'll be where I am or beyond. So yeah, shout out to the team that did that. And shout out to all of you that came in. We had over 10,000 people uh, through the course of two hours show up. And, uh, you know, I said a lot of flagrant shit. I'm sure there are people that are going to be upset about it, but I, it was exciting to me, you know? <laughs> said a lot of flagrant shit. Well, congratulations again on the show and shout out to the whole team because I know the team. So y'all worked hard on that. Y'all deserve that. 10,000 in two hours. Yeah, that's crazy. There's that a lot of people. And shout out to you and your team for Legendary Media Group is dope. And keep building that because I'm gonna build my courses after. I'm gonna wait till you get done. Because <laughs> I want nobody, I want nobody saying, Oh, look, damage don't trust him. He's still no, I am waiting till damage is done, and then I'm gonna launch some courses. Why not? Don't go for it. Go for it right now. No, because I'm supporting you. I'm here to support you. You're here to support me. We're here to support one another. I appreciate that. And hopefully they're supporting Pastor Gray as well. You know what happened with him? Yes. Why are you? Why? Protect the black woman. (laughs) (laughs) So he had to apologize to his wife and the church for making bad decisions. He has a cheating scandal. So, of course, his attorneys, they previously stated that he's a victim of extortion, blackmail. He's a mega church pastor. And he had to go publicly and apologize to his wife for cheating and um, doing everything he did. And as a pastor, that just really looks bad. Look, because he's a pastor damage, 
I'm gonna I'm gonna be easy because Ooh, I, I, I really feel like the gates of heaven are gonna they're gonna be locked when I get there. You know, if I keep doing the stuff that I'm doing. All right. My first reaction was, how did his fat ass find a wife? Because when I was fat, fatter, when I was heavier, damaged, I couldn't find nobody. I mean, I could find something for a weekend, maybe something for an hour, depending on, you know, the surcharge. I was able to find temporary situations. Mm -hmm. This nigga right here looked like, he looked like a ham hock at Thanksgiving. Got a whole wife and brand and family. Now, see, that don't matter. You know, that don't matter. But why don't it? Because women like a man in uniform. A uniform don't just mean jersey or something like that. They like a man with status. Being okay. the head of a mega church, status automatic women. Okay, production. Please take note of this. Ariella, I need a uniform for the next <laughs> podcast. I don't know the uniform yet, but let's talk about it. And I want a uniform. And you know what, damage? These motherfuckers better slide in my DMs after that. Because I'm gonna play dress up. No, I'm not gonna. Don't bring me. Don't bring me. Don't bring me Medea. Don't bring me no member of Destiny's Child. Bring me a real uniform, like you know, like navy. Bring me a navy uniform. That's what I want. You want to be the seal, okay? <laughs> but, but no. But you know what? All men cheat. Mm. Stop apologizing. Stop being mad. Cheat with your husband. If he said, baby, it's time to go to the altar and get on your knees with this girl I just met at the club, get on your knees. Now, I think my biggest question is, how does the congregation or the people in the church, how do they feel? Do you, you feel like those people feel tricked, bamboozled? You know, like, do they feel like they invested in something that's a fraud? Or do they go, you know, we're all children of God. We all can make mistakes. That's um, what I'm he was probably fucking people in the church. We know that our pastors do that. But see, this is the thing. This is why I don't subscribe to going to church. You know, the only church in L.A. that I have went to, and this is no diss to any of the other churches, because I've been to a lot of them, and, you know, you, you saw me once, you, I never came back, is Erica and Warren Campbell's church, uh, uh, California Worship Center, because... They, the church is in a school, but when you get there, you feel the spirit of God. You feel the energy. You feel the anointing of that 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 um, that uh, Warren has, and you feel the spirit. I mean, even in that packed auditorium, you know. And I sat in the back. I I came one day and left early. I didn't say bye to Erica from Mary Mary, and she DM me on Instagram and she said, "Did I see you at church today?" And I was like, "Yes, you did see me in there with all that Balenciaga on." You know what I mean? But it was the fact that she still was aware enough of what was happening in the room you know and that's the connection i feel churches nowadays especially these mega churches the the pastor is fat as he is probably looks like a cockroach up there on the stage because it's so big and i kind of feel like you know you look at him because he's the pastor damage you said they look at him because he has a uniform on after you take off that uniform he's still got a dick now now it's now it's probably hidden away <laughs> but he still has a dick damage and so he's still a man I get that. So you really believe in your heart that all men cheat? Yes. I don't agree with that. Yeah, damage. Did your daddy cheat? I don't know what my daddy did. My dad got about nineteen kids. Who knows that, what he called that? That that niggas that niggas. <laughs> Who knows that, what you call that? That niggas dick was the tootsie uh, the the tootsie high, uh, highway. It was it was out doing that. nineteen kids. My dad has I think eleven or something. Ten. I don't know. Yeah, men cheat. 
Yeah, I mean, it's uh, no, I, I couldn't even imagine being in that church and just to know, like, you know, I'm up there, I'm, I'm listening to his word. And not, and not to say people can't make mistakes, but it's like, man, you got into a scandal. It wasn't just you cheated. You got into a scandal where you had to tell everybody, it's like you had to make a public announcement. He didn't to, have to. He didn't have to. He did not he have to. to. He did not have to. Blackmail. No, so so what? Yep, I busted it open. If he would have just threw it out there, like, you know, we, oh, are, we would all be at communion right now. But, you know, there's another pastor. He's a white pastor. I don't even know his name. I think it may be something uh, uh, far, far well. He made the pool boy fuck the first lady in front of him for seven years, then got into business with him to make him be quiet. And he was the head of this big Christian university. Now he just lost his way. Now here's the problem. All men cheat, white, black, pastors, non-pastors. We are living in a world right now, Damage. We are living in an OnlyFans world. We are living in a reality TV world where the world has become more fluid and more tolerant and more sexually explorative. People need to just stop holding on to what things are supposed to be and just accept that as human beings, we have other needs. See, see, here's the problem. I think people can accept that. I just feel like men can't accept their women having other needs. Okay, no, 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 no. I feel that, like that. there are some women out there that's like, okay, you can go do your thing and I'm gonna do my thing too. Wait, 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 no. See, that's where the problem lies. It's no, it's not equal. Now that right there, damage. That's the now that's the gospel. Now that yeah. right there is the gospel. Because, <laughs> because you know why? Because you keep bringing up WAP, right? count it all i don't know what wap stands for for this one but i'll say this i think it's sort of like if you could imagine some guy's huge penis just destroying your wife's vagina right this delicate flower all the labias and all the other things that are hanging on and around it i don't even know all the the i don't even know what it's called mm -hmm. right yeah when you think about that you're kind of like damn like yeah, man, I don't want, I don't, uh, what if he beats it up and like one of the labias fall off or something, you know, like you're thinking about thing, that. Jason, I'm going to tell you the truth. So here's the thing, right? When men cheat or talk to other women, right? It's not a guarantee that this woman is going to please me better than my girl. It's just it's something new. It's exciting, right? Cool. I feel like if women knew, okay, you're going to do your thing. I'm going to do my thing. They're going to make sure they're going to find somebody that's going to please them better than you're going to please them. And I feel like every man knows this. It's like she's going to do her research. She's going to take her time. She's not just going to fuck anybody like I would. She's going to take her time and find somebody that's going to beat it down. And no man can handle that. I'm just telling you the truth. No man can handle that shit. Yeah, but that goes Beating back. my girl down and she come and cuddle with me. That goes back. That goes back to fragile masculinity. So what? Maybe she had to go get beat down because you were be busy beating somebody else down. And mm -hmm. if y'all would stop beating all these other people down and start being open about beating them down together, yeah. Well, you wouldn't have to come out and explain shit. Now, for Jerry Falwell, that was the white pastor's name who had the pool boy. You had this nineteen-year-old, twenty-year-old pool boy come and fuck your wife raw in front of you while you play with your little pastor dick. And then now he's grown, and now the truth is out. Now he's on Good Morning America. By the way, the pool boy, pool boy was hot. I'd have fucked him too. This is <laughs> this is problematic. Let me ask a question. Speaking of problematic, if you watch that series, that's coming back too. I just had to take some time to get everything right, so it's coming. Let me ask you a question. Okay, here we go. Do you think pastors pray before sex? Lord, please let my dick work. 
you know, or Lord, please. Like, do you think they pray after the sex? Especially if they cheat. And I definitely, I, I definitely believe they pray right after sex. But you wouldn't pray after sex with your wife. You should. Unless it's pray her, pray she fixed that pussy or something. I mean, I don't know. What would you pray for? I mean, you might pray that your wife don't know if you're cheating. But if you're with your wife, you might pray that, I don't know, man, like sex get like that. Sometimes sex gets routine and you might need to step out. But you got to be open to the to the other person stepping out as well. That's the problem. What else is going on? Is there something else happening? Uh, so uh, a lot of people, first of all, rest in peace, Naya Rivera. A lot of people have been reaching out, trying to interview Big Sean to confirm if the song I Don't Fuck With You, which is one of his biggest singles, was about her. Everybody alleged it was about her because it came out around the release of their breaking up but he confirmed that no the song wasn't about her she actually heard the song and it was one of her favorite songs um and that's to put that to rest but i've heard this before i don't believe this song's about her i think that'd be a bold statement to go bitch i don't fuck with you after having a public breakup with a superstar um that would have been a bold move and she could easily clap back and got his ass canceled so that's just my opinion on it i think he's telling the truth i don't think the song is about her I've met Big Sean before. You know, and I've never said this, but I don't know his music. I mean, I know some of his music. I'm, you know, I'm not a hip hop head like that. I don't sit and listen to everybody's album. But I will say the one thing that I love about Big Sean is the way he carries himself. You know, like he's very, a very respectful dude, carries himself well, seems quiet. When you're around him, he's quiet, not really, you know, looking for a bunch of attention. You don't see him in a bunch of fights online. I feel like his music you know, uh, isn't really negative for the younger generation. I like Big Sean. I've, I, I've, uh, I know that they're talking about him coming on the show. Uh, Sean, bring your ass over here. Sean, I, love, I, I love how he re uh, respects his mother and how he lifts her up and how he respects his city too. You know, and Big Sean, if me and you are both fans of anything, it's the D. <laughs> you always find. You will find a way, man. But yes, yeah, so I mean, I'm, no, Detroit, Detroit. Hello, I'm talking about Detroit because the Clark yeah. sisters are also there. Hello, sure. Um, and people leave Big Sean alone, man. First of all, he he was with this woman in a very serious relationship. He's still mourning her death. This is not the time to ask about his fucking single from a few years ago. And, and, and he's in a whole other relationship with Janelle. Yeah. <laughs> People are disrespect. People are searching for headlines. Are we that bored as a culture? Are you, we talking, are you talking about? Are you talking? Are you talking about Hollywood Unlocked? Because yes, <laughs> I mean I'm not searching, but Hollywood you Unlocked. You interview Big Sean to ask him this question. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I would listen. I Big Sean come on this show. There's so many questions I want to ask him just about who he is as a person and how he's been able to stay so solid in this industry and. You know, there's the whole thing of being independent, having a major deal. Big Sean had a major deal. I don't know if he still does, but I mean, he's he's had a record deal. Mm -hmm. uh, I like Big Sean. He's sexy too. So, no, nah, I'm just playing. I fuck with you, Sean. So, anyway, and we got some congratulations. Niecy Nash marries her girlfriend Jessica Betts. Is that how you say her name? Listen, we talked about this on gagging yesterday. I'm I'm not gonna go all the way in like I did there. You had to go watch the show, but I will say, she has a very handsome husband. I mean. Very handsome wife. Damn. I really didn't mean that was a slip. She has a very handsome uh, wife. But isn't that the... Let me let me leave it alone. Isn't that no, the... No. That's why whenever I talk about getting married and people go, who's going to be the wife? Nobody's going to be the wife. Nigga, we're both going to be grooms. Wait, so when two grooms right. get married, do they throw a bouquet? Or you somebody, throw a bouquet? Look, some, 
Somebody got through the bouquet, but I ain't throwing it because that ain't my job. <laughs> that nigga could throw it. You gonna throw the bouquet. The bouquet still thrown. I don't know if a bouquet is thrown, but I will tell you this. I would not want to be, my wedding's already going to be semi-gay, right? I don't want to be at a wedding where we throw a bouquet of flowers or a bouquet of anything into a crowd of men. Like, let's throw money. Like, can everybody just throw money? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just throw money. Yeah, that'd be, that, that, that's something I want to be a part of. You're throwing money. I'm with that. I just want to get married so I can sit Floyd at the real gay table. You know, I've said this before. I want Floyd to be at the gayest table at the wedding um, just to see, you know, how he can handle that. Because Floyd has built up a lot of tolerance uh, of my homosexuality. But, yeah, no, I want I want people to throw money, you know, and that's why I'm inviting all my rich friends. And they're going to put they're I'm going to sit them right by me, too, so I can look me. All right, Cardi, you better you better throw a Birkin bag full of hundreds over here. I'll be right there. I'll be right there to help clean up. And that's what that's and that's what friends are for. I'll be there to help clean up the whole reception and everything, Jason. So all the hundreds and dollars that's on the ground. Damage. All my all my gay friends are gonna come there. They're gonna be looking for you, damage. This is why when I come to your wedding, I will have someone with me. I will have a partner with me to to stop all of that shit. Our community don't give a fuck about that, but it's time to go. Uh, keep coming back. Make sure you're subscribing to the channel. Please make sure you go and check out uh, Damage's Legendary Media Group. You can go to legendarymediagroup.com. Also, make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're watching this and you don't know anything about Hollywood a lot because you're here for the first time, subscribe to the channel because we have a lot of dope shit and the show Please. gagging Jason Lee every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, uh, and also, we have a nationally syndicated radio show. So if Hello. you're on, if you're online. And not in one of the 54 markets that we're in. Download the iHeartRadio app and go check out the show. Uh, you know, uh, wait, no. Yeah, yeah. Check out the show wherever it is. You can find the listing and where it is around the country. And you can hear because it's a whole completely different show. And most likely we're in your city, 54 city or markets. So, yeah, 54 markets. All right, cool. But until then, we're out. Peace. Peace. <laughs>